0: Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook, and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com earful, and be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show.
1: Welcome everybody to the Earful of Fantasy Podcast. My name is Liam Poach. Join with me as always is Mister Christopher Maitland. Chris, how the heck are you doing there, guy? Well,
2: I was doing a lot better till you called me with my full government name. Don't put the don't put the Tofer on the end of it. It's very <laughs> offensive. I'm serious. No, I'm dead serious. I really do, really, really do hate my full name. I, I it's fun. Chris. I have no problem with it. But Christopher, like, like every time I say it, my mom gets very, very sad because it was her, it was her idea to name me that. But <laughs> it, it's not not a personal attack on my mother. But I just do not enjoy. I don't know. There's just something about it. even if you just call me Topher, it's fine. But the two together, it's just I don't know. Yeah, what it's kind of like out? I know. kind
1: of like me with my with with my uh with my real last name that which yeah. shall never be spoken upon this show. Can I can <laughs>
2: I you know no one I do have one question about the poach moniker because I have no oh, yeah. clue where the hell it came from. So you're gonna, so you're gonna have to indulge me. You know, it's, it's the last show of the regular season, so you know, give just like before we get into dead down to business, I need to. I, I've been wondering this the entire time. I was like, what the hell is poach?
1: So. Well, obviously, Chris knows my real last name, uh, but uh, the okay. name Poach is short for Poacher, um, which is my rugby nickname. Um, during my freshman year, uh, me and another rugby player were going up to both try to catch a ball like at the high point, and okay. um, my, my knee went up into his ribs and um which, which which uh you know ended up yeah which ended up breaking two of them uh for, for that guy and in mm. and the in and the, and the person whose ribs that i broke his nickname was gazelle so at the <laughs> at the social right after the game um like you know he was asking me like so what do they call you and i was like oh i haven't earned a nickname yet because in rugby you can't just give yourself a nickname it's, it doesn't yeah. really work like that um and yeah, it uh they they decided that I was the poacher since I took out the gazelle. You took out the gazelle, okay. In a, in right. a questionably legal scenario, that, although since we were both since we were both up in the air, uh, I was good on that. that.
2: that. That's actually I'm not gonna front. That's actually a really cool origin story for that nickname.
1: Because like yeah? I, like I was expecting some
2: lame like your buddy who named his uh, team his fantasy team name take Take Me Home, take Country Homes, or whatever the hell it was. Nope. But no, no, an actually cool story. So congratulations. Yeah, thank now you, now you, I it, know.
1: It, 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 nah. And here's the thing about rugby nicknames, though, like th- that's one of the better ways to earn a nickname, because like I yeah, I, I yeah, know is uh, like, to mortally wound someone. Oh yeah, like <laughs> m- m- yeah, that's the point of most of those names. Like I, I have one friend who goes by PF, but it stands for pity fuck.
2: And, okay, I was going to say, yeah. is, 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 is someone, has someone earned a nickname for rupturing someone's testicles? Because it seems like that happens all the time <laughs> in, in rugby. I swear to God, like at, my very, 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 very minimal knowledge by basically, I mean, borderline non-existent comes from just hearing about horrific injuries of guys finishing games until they rupture their testicles.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's happened. I believe, like, one time in the Rugby World Cup, a guy had his testicles ripped out, basically sewn, sewn up <laughs> yeah. his nut sack, and then he they, they continued playing.
2: That's just, that's just psychotic. That's not, that's not, that, that goes above and beyond toughness. That, that is just, that is legitimate psychotic behavior. Like that man, that man is not, that man 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 is unwell.
1: Yeah. That (laughs) man is unwell.
2: He's (laughs) very, very, very unwell
1: anyway well to give you a little background of the show guys rather than rugby and you know testicular injuries me and chris are going to be talking about (laughs) nfl fantasy football along with other news and developments surrounding the national football league you can feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions news views and abuse and also online where you can find us on twitter at eofantasy and on our facebook page earful of fantasy also look up look us up on your podcast provider right now and add the show Because we're no longer on EOD's feed, so it's wicked important that you give us a like and a follow. Of course, this is like one of the last episodes of the season, barring the Super Bowl episode. So, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed by now.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, you get ready for next year. You know, get really prepared. Like, we got another, I don't know how many shows, a handful more probably. But now, I mean, you you can never be too prepared for a seasonal podcast.
0: Exactly. I
2: recommend recording at a time where we're guaranteed not to record like May. Like, you know something, just subscribe in the middle of May. Mother's <laughs> Day. Happy Mother's Day. Subscribe to your full of fantasy.
1: Exactly, exactly. Also, who, th- there, might be a, there might be an off-season update, you know, if me and there, Chris yes. decide we truly have nothing
2: to do. <laughs> there could be. I mean, I mean, May, May might be a little bit premature. Like, yeah. like and the draft just happened, I guess we can speculate on how so-and-so is going to.
1: No, put, gonna... put it this way. If a surprise sequel to Knives Out drops sometime yeah. during the NFL offseason, that was rushed into production. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm talking like black box theater, you know,
0: production.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like they filmed it like as soon as they saw the the day one box office total, they started filming the movie. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll because none of those know.
1: actors would have any other kind of commitments on their schedule. No, no, yeah, no, no. They're the and people who would just have loads of time on their hands.
2: Exactly. And Ryan Johnson is also just such a low a low effort, lazy director that he just had an entire script just he whipped that bitch together in forty eight hours <laughs> and was ready to film it. Yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time he did that.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Last Jedi took ninety six hours to write. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Anyway. To give you guys a little bit of a rundown of the episode, um, pretty basic show for you this week. Uh, we're going to uh, go over our personal fantasy weeks. Chris is going to give you some waiver wire targets, some hits and whiffs, our stardom sit em, and finally, final thoughts. So, Chris, uh, tell uh, so, so, Am I ready to go for
2: championship week, Liam? Is that what you're asking me? You bet yeah. your ass I am.
1: You bet yeah, your ass on him. Because right now, I'm still in shock about the final well, score. Well, no, you game. shouldn't be in shock, Liam, because
2: if you would properly... <laughs> properly honored the icons of the game, you wouldn't have finished in last place.
1: I'm sorry, Kenyon Drake. It, it, like, the, I, I, it, this is even bigger than the 49ers going from the one seed to the five seed. I went one <laughs> game out of the playoffs, playoffs to-, to now just dead last. and it, it, I was not playing like a dead last team this season. No. I was putting up decent points and getting wins and stuff like that. This was just the ultimate you know, floor caving in. Well, well, it's funny
2: though. To be to be completely fair, that you did lose by less than one point.
1: Point point one eight.
2: Point yes, one, so eight. Point and, one so,
1: eight. And here's the thing: Sony Michelle was not my downfall in this. Even no, though if I had but, played but Kenyon, you should, or, but you shouldn't yeah.
2: have played him because because he's a, a he's a snail. And I'm very confused why you played. Him. He had done nothing. He had he had hell. He had been in the doghouse. When Belichick benched him in, the, in like the second quarter of the Chiefs game. So, Drake, just from a pure volume standpoint, I understand not benching Montgomery because even though he didn't, do much, he didn't do anything at all on Sunday, he had been playing well and it was a very favorable match against Green Bay. So, I just want to play the odds with you because Drake, uh, in that situation, if I was you, because Drake at least was, is like the number one back guaranteed. They're not taking him off the field yeah
1: but but the thing is though jarvis landry was also a huge disappointment i I mean he was in my flex (laughs) so i conceivably could have had still had sony michelle like who who gave me 11 points 11 points is not is a not horrible performance no no for sony michelle that's excellent yeah i could conceivably have had sony michelle in the flex you played montgomery with with kenyon drake but jarvis landry it just seemed like such a good matchup um, you know, yeah, and we, I, we we both picked Baker to have a good week last week. That's both that's we, definitely we a win did both of us there very much so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that, it,
2: that that is an unfortunate end of the season. But I will say the one thing in in that league is that if the kid you played had finished in last, it would have been a, a, a honestly the most insane thing ever. He finished in the top three in points and had Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey would have finished in last place. That would have been possibly the most remarkable accomplishment in the history of fantasy football. Now it's pretty remarkable that he finished in eleventh. But yeah, here we are. That just explains how ass
1: backwards this fucking league is. Th- that just means that he truly, truly caught every single opponent on their best week. Yeah, yes. Yes. He really
2: did. I beat, I beat him by about one point, but he just kept getting rough breaks. I'm like, my, my, team didn't have their best week that week, but I just, he happened to catch Like he just caught the shit out of the stick. Like every week he lost by like one, two, three, five 7 points all the time. He's got like the it fantasy
1: version of the of the of the LA Chargers if you think about it.
2: <laughs> yes. Just yeah, no, in he a sense
1: this season, for sure. his career.
2: Ben yeah, he Ben has a, a in my league he he did win the title once about 10 years ago but he he's the type like usually his his signature was was like the Chargers back in the day with Tomlinson. Uh he would absolutely ride a wave into the playoffs and he would get to like the final hurdle and blow it. It happens. It's happened consistently.
1: Now, looking at your so, roster, though, do you think? Yeah. do you, Do you think this is going to be consistent? Do you think you're going to be able to ride this? No, I mean, I lost. I mean, I lost an early. It's funny because I, I went three so, and one, so I'm, it, I'm sorry, playing for like, two so championships. In the constellation. This week. Because you're really playing for a little bit of honor and pride. I have nothing. I,
2: I am, and the thing that kills me is that I wish I got destroyed last week. I lost by 20. My team underperformed dramatically, namely because – I was, underperformed dramatically is actually a stretch because the only guys who did really, really bad for me were Philip Lindsay and Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo's had a very pedestrian game—one touchdown, 200 yards. Um, Philip Lindsay only touched the ball seven times. I'm not even going to blame Justin Tucker because he, he didn't even get a chance to attempt the field goal. So like, you can't get mad at him because the Ravens were punching the ball in the did, end zone. Did, he, he he did admit. he did leave one point on the table. He did miss an extra point, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, but I was in a, a truly just shit situation. Three of my receivers got 100 plus yards, and none of them scored a touchdown. So just like, 10, Kelsey, 10, 10, like. Yeah, pretty much. I Travis Kelsey got a like buck 42, I think. Uh, Allen Robinson had like 110, and Goblin had a 121, and they, none of them scored. Obviously, Goblin got hurt in, at the end of the third quarter. But going into this week, no, I'm not super confident at all because I have, as I just said, Chris Goblin is out, and he's been my best receiver since I traded for him at about week five. So that's not great. James Conner, who did have a very nice bounce-back game on limited touches last week against Buffalo, he's going up against the Jets this week. So that's – the Jets, for what it's worth, I mean, they're obviously not 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 the best team, but they do do a good job stopping the run, so I'm nervous about that. Uh, Dak on the road is always an adventure. I mean, obviously, Philly's defense has been garbage, but you can't get – you really can't get too excited about Dak Prescott outside of Dallas. what a of the game is outside of Dallas, I should say. Hey, man, they, um, they, beat,
1: they beat a team with a winning record now, 1-6, and they, six, did, baby. Finally. Demoliz like, yeah. is back.
2: You're goddamn right. Jer- oh, Jerry was floating after that game. He's like, I told you
1: this team's a winner. Think? Yep. They're, they're going to have their storybook ending, according to Jerry. But, Jason but, Garrett is going to save his job. He's going to no, clap his way to.
2: Extension. Another extension. No, but Liam, would, would, would that shock you at all if Dallas no. was like the Seahawks in 09? Were they like some, like the Niners come into Dallas wildcard weekend and lose? Like, that would be the least surprising. Like, it would not shock me at all if Dallas made it to the divisional round. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. Obviously, I, obviously it's a contingent on whether or not they win this weekend against Philly, but it's yeah. it's. it's it's in their favor, for sure.
1: And, and honestly, I, I I feel like this year for Jason Garrett, it should be a Mike Malarkey kind of year, where even, <laughs> uh, even a playoff win I should result in his in his firing. But the thing is, though, agree. Mike Mularkey is not Jason Garrett. He doesn't have the like you know the the, the friendship, the kinship with Jerry Jones and the owner no. that like that you know that that Garrett has. I think a playoff win saves Garrett's job. I honestly do, but I don't. I think completely
2: it agree. I I know I completely agree on both accounts, but but also in Tennessee the Adams the Adams family is not Jerry Jones where they're complete egomaniacs that that just enjoy running the entire operation from, from top to bottom. And Jerry, and Jason Garrett will is happily been a puppet for the past decade, and I don't think Jerry Jerry is not willing to seize control that operation. He just isn't in any capacity. And if he that's the thing is they have a roster, they have a roster on both sides of the ball that they have they have the build of a contending team, mm-hmm. and. The only thing they need is a coach, and Jerry is too is too stubborn and too friggin' egotistical to to let that happen. I know to and get a legitimate coach in there.
1: And they say Father Time is undefeated, and you think that would be the same for owners and general managers? But I think it's no. it, I, I I think J- the only person Jerry's gonna lose to at the end of his career might be the Grim Reaper. Let, let's yeah, be yeah, that's honest, by, right. by the, that's Father Father Time that's might not be might be punching above now, his weight when it comes to Jerry. It'll,
2: It'll be interesting to see what how Stephen Jones does when he when he takes over the team because he's obviously heavily heavily involved with the personnel decisions now. Actually, a lot of people think secretly that he is running the operation in terms of person from at least from a football personnel standpoint. Like Jerry's still the face of the frame. I mean there's a notorious story from the two thousand and fourteen draft that Jerry wanted to drive Johnny Manziel. Jerry was adamant he wanted J- Johnny Manziel, And Stephen Jones slapped the card out of his hand and said, we're taking Zach Martin. That worked yeah, out pretty and look, okay, and
1: look how that turned
2: out. <laughs> Zach Martin is is a basically a guaranteed Hall of Famer at this point. Maybe even first ballot if he keeps up. He's one of the best guards in the league right now, at the very minimum, if not ever. So yeah, that that was a good decision by Stephen Jones. And look, and look, they what, dragged, and like. When was the last time Jim, a lineman went first ballot though? Um uh, tackles go all the time. Guards don't. Guards, uh, the last time a tackle went, I would I think it was Orlando Pace or Jonathan Ogden. Guards do not go in. No guards. You're right. So Martin will not go first bell because of it. He's a guard. Cause the, the, Hall of Fame committee is, is, is prejudice against interior alignment for
1: some weird but, reason. But, but then again, like him, him and Quentin Nelson have kind of pushed the envelope in terms of like household name recognition for linemen. They're- Fair enough, but think about this:
2: Steve Hutchinson and Alan Faneca are not in the Hall of Fame yet. They've been on the ballots for four or five years now. Those are two. Of the, I mean, those guys. If you look at their resumes, they're ridiculous. Just all basically perennial all pros, and they can't even. They might get in this year because it's a weak class in terms of first first uh, first timers. I mean, Troy Paul Balu and Reggie Wayne are the only two notable names. Really, their first first year uh, first year eligible this year. There's no, there's no quarterbacks. There's no like true slam dunk, if you will. Besides when, Paul Malu, when's Peyton eligible? I think I think it's I two think more it's, years. I think it's two more years. It might be next year. I think it might be next year, actually, because I think him and Calvin Johnson and Charles Woodson are all eligible. The next are all eligible the same years. So that's going to be an insane, insane class.
1: Ka- Calvin Johnson's going to be is going to be difficult, though. the thing The thing about his, the length yeah. of his career,
2: <laughs> yeah, is, I mean, I is mean, going
1: to be the big question. And you know, I think was Barry Sanders first first ballot when all of a sudden yes, done?
2: yes, I, I think that's the. I don't think it's like Terrell Davis where he played like Calvin played for long enough. I think where it's where it's a true debate. Ter- Terrell Davis didn't get in because he only played for like five or six years. Calvin mm-hmm. played for eight or nine, as did Barry Sanders. So, I, I personally, I think obviously, he doesn't have the longevity that a lot of these guys has. But I think Calvin Johnson is a first ballot Hall of Famer, easy. And I think I truly believe he's the best wide receiver I've ever seen play.
1: I think, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. And, and at the same time, I just, I don't see anybody breaking. I think it was, what, what is it, nineteen hundred yards? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. plus his record, nineteen sixty,
2: uh, yeah, nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. just outrageous absolutely um, outrageous and the type of player he was just just i mean like you i can't think of another receiver that was that big that
1: fast that had hands that good like there he could do genuinely everything it's like the the body and physicality of dk metcalf but the ability to run routes
2: yeah he's he literally he he was like a hybrid of every receiver you wanted like he was a burner he was a finesse player he was a he was a contested catch
1: guy he was literally everything and but god he he, was great but the thing is though just 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 like sanders though when when he he wanted out of uh, out of detroit and detroit was like no he was like all right then i'm I'm gonna retire But, but that's
2: good for him he went out on top obviously obviously he went on top when he was still at the peak of his powers as a player obviously the lions did not accomplish anything that poor guy but you know he was like barry sanders was was forced into a sadness induced early retirement and that is very sad yeah. but to 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 bring this train back around the one that there's the one thing that makes me most nervous about about our league for the third place game is that i'm playing somebody who has Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson had one of his few games, his few bad games this year against the Browns in the first meeting. So I think Jackson's going to go all all out. They Ravens that they win, they clinch the they clinch the top seat, they clinch top seat of the AFC home field advantage. So I think Lamar's going to be hungry. Lamar's going to kill me. So I'd really at this point, I'm just hoping that Lamar's going to do what he's going to do. He, he's he last time I played this team, so I'm hoping that Lamar, I can limit the damage. Besides Lamar, I'm hoping that the rest of his the rest of his team does not do very well. And it's just Lamar's the only one who does good, but I don't know. I'm very nervous, namely because of Lamar Jackson. All
1: right, well let let's talk about some guys that have the potential to make uh, other people's opponents very nervous. Chris, yes. how about you go over some waiver yes. wire targets? Yeah, I'm about one of the
0: season. So, yeah, the again, last
1: again. one, so you guys gotta listen to this one.
2: I mean, again, there's. I mean, again, and it says it's week 16. I mean, you know, it's just stud city. I mean, the wire is just is just woof, just littered with talent at this time of year. Now it's funny because I'm starting it off. Well, let's say there's definitely a lot of streaming options here. We're talking, we're talking like uh, unconventional. Like this is not a uh, a skill position heavy uh, group, to say the least. And you're gonna get no, a bonus it one look too. Like it. <laughs> you're getting a bonus one, a bonus one for the for the audio for the for the podcast guys. Why is not put on the social media yesterday, so watch out. Oh, sorry, Tuesday, my bad. Um, so leading off this 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 uh, elite group. Mike Boone of the Minnesota Vikings running back. Obviously Delvin cook got hurt in the second half of that game last week against the chargers. Uh, Boone came in, got 50, 58, 59 yards, a couple scores and Alexander Madison still banged up. They're saying that cook is probably not going to play this week. He's pretty much, he's not confirmed out yet, but they say it, it, uh, a report came out this morning from Ian Rappaport report that it's it trending in that direction. So I think that, and, and and you know Minnesota is going to feed the hell out of the out of whoever's running back there, and the Packers, uh, even though the Bears did not show it last week, the Packers are a very vulnerable run defense. So Mike Boone could be a very, what could be a great plug and play RB two flex option this week, if you are uh, say I don't know have Josh Jacobs or something, and you need a running back for from the last game.
1: Have the um ha- have the Vikings clinched a playoff berth yet?
2: No, but they are in a excellent position. Basically, if the Rams lose, they get it. If they win, they basically if they win or if they win if they beat the Packers on Monday night or the Rams lose, they got it. It's
1: so uh, so right, so it's the Rams versus the 49ers. So That's going Correct. to be a, t- a tough matchup. So also also the that, also the, also the Green Bay defense has not been as effective in the la- in the last couple of weeks. No, they're both- they they're a weird defense
2: because Green Bay they have a cup. They have Jair Alexander. Their number one corner is really good, and they have a very good pass rush. And they literally can't do anything else well. They're terrible against the run. They're they're not great against the pass.
1: That sounds almost exactly like Cleveland.
2: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, moving on. So, so here we go. It's streaming defense time, guys. The Denver Broncos. Now, so they're at home against the David Blau led Detroit Lions. David Blau, after that uh, surprisingly decent performance on Thanksgiving against the Bears, he's been really bad and. Denver's defense, even with a disgruntled Von Miller, is still pretty decent, and Denver is a really, 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 really tough place to play. So I think the altitude and and the combination of and and defenses have feasted on him. Of like like Tampa, who's been a crap fantasy defense all year, had a great game last week against the Lions. So I think they're they're a great great streaming option this week, uh, and continuing with that trend, the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Colts have been a High floor, low ceiling fantasy defense for most of the year. Obviously, last week they got they got crushed on Monday that against the Saints, so that's an exception. But they've been a just solid. If you if you need like eight, nine, ten points, seven points, the Colts have been have been there over the last month and a half or so. And this week they get the gift of playing now, it is not official. So they're playing the Panthers, so they're either gonna get Kyle Allen, who has been a walking turnover machine for the past month. I mean, basically like that guy, he's throwing picks like they're going out of style, or Will Greer in his first career start. So I think it's a and the game is is in Indianapolis. So I think it's a great bounce back opportunity. I think the Colts could possibly exceed their reputation as a high floor defense here in Week 16. Um, and then I mean, Liam, it wouldn't be the final waiver wire targets of the season without mentioning one of the guys with the legs. I mean, you, I mean, again, the, guys the legs. No one throws out more kicker waiver wire ads than me. I mean, that that that's not, I I've carved out my niche as waiver wire advice guy with just throwing kickers out all season long. So the how's last that
1: worked one, out for you?
2: Um, Up and down. Zane Gonzalez. I told people to pick up Zane Gonzalez. That worked out. Matt Gay was cool for a couple weeks.
1: Besides has been up and down.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, Young Way Koo has been up and down, too. So here we go. Um, uh, so gotta, gotta love
1: Young Way Koo. We'll see my, my, we'll see. my favorite kicker of the league. He's a
2: lot of people's favorite kickers. kicker, I should say. I mean, why not? Um. Back earlier this month, but it wasn't he redeemed. Disastrous. He missed one field
1: goal. He missed one know.
2: field goal and one extra point. They were key, key moments. No, disastrous. Probably too strong. But he did. I mean, Belichick didn't like his ass. He cut him the next. He, I don't. i was surprised. He probably he probably made him fly commercial. <laughs> back back to the stadium and then cut him. He uh, flew Spirit Airlines. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! In the baggage claim, not even on an actual seat. Um. <laughs> so Forbath uh, came out. He is the new Cowboys kicker after they cut ties with the with Brett Maher, and he went out there and kicked three field goals last week, including a 50-yarder. I think he had two 40s and one 50. So Forbath got like 15, 16 fantasy points last week. Um, and the Eagles have been bleeding points to everybody and any and everybody this week. So I think I've I, I, this week, over the past month or so. So I think Forbath, even in the outdoor climate of uh, Philly, should be able to, to uh, kick some dingers this week. And speaking of the Eagles, how about Greg Ward? You know what his advantage is? He's alive. What? And a receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's it's, that's it's good. kind of like playing for Tampa, exactly. Like Greg Ward, he's alive and he was going to be out there. Now they are projected to get JJ Arcega-Whiteside back this week, but he has been not done absolutely jack diddly the entire season. So Ward had seven catches for about sixty-five yards or so last week, and he got the game-winning touchdown. So I think whatever happened to Nelson Aguilar is he still he there? got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt in Philly. I mean, I mean, he's not on IR, so there's a chance he will come back. Like, there's a chance he will come back at the like, the playoffs, <laughs> for the playoff run, yeah, for the, for the phantom <laughs> yeah. playoff run uh, for the Eagles. So who know? Who knows? But the Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, like, I'm not. I wouldn't be stunned if either team won that game. I really wouldn't. But Ward, he's available, and Wentz can't throw to Goddard and Ertz on every single play. So Ward makes sense as a as a guy as a desperation play this week. And finally your bonus bonus pick everybody this definitely this definitely isn't because i forgot that he was owned he was owned in three of the four leagues i was in and i forgot that he was available in a lot of leagues definitely not because of that no no this is because i this this is because i I love you guys so much and i need to give you more advice um chris conley of the jacksonville jaguars now chris conley has been a weird guy he's kind of like stuck around all season like he's kind of like flirted with relevance the entire year and last week he really has like, look at his numbers. Like he's had games where he's gotten like zero yards, seven yards, five yards. And he's had games. Like he's been like, a, it's like 75 yards, like a hundred yards and a couple scores or a score or two. He's, he's a weird, weird, weird player. So last week in the absence of DJ shark against Oakland, he had four catches for 49 yards and two touchdowns. Shark is questionable this week against the Falcons. But uh, so isn't, it is dependent on whether or not shark plays, but I think if shark sits, I, I mean, Conley's a good deep ball option, and Atlanta's secondary, even though they did shut down San Francisco last week, is not very good. So Minshew was shown. Minshew has shown has shown a rapport with him all season long, and he will be. He's the vertical threat opposed to the underneath guy for D.D. Westbrook. So I think if Chark does not play, Conley is a, is a good guy to look at.
1: All right. So those were Chris waiver wire targets. Now we're moving on to the part of the show where we get to celebrate. And, of course, lament on our stardom pickums, our stardom sitdoms left from last week in hits and whiffs now, chris, i didn't I didn't personally or I should say last week was one of those weeks where all of my stardoms were kind of like middling. I guess because I, yeah. I, I, I told you guys to start TK Metcalf. Yeah, he, he had a touchdown at thirty four yards. so probably, that was probably, another,
2: probably, yeah, that was another thing that pissed me off about the kid I played because he a lot of his guys had mediocre ass days, but they scored. Mm-hmm. Like Metcalf, Metcalf was in his lineup, so that was another thing that made me very sad about my loss in that league. Yeah,
1: so a, a lot of those for me, but also a few pretty good whiffs. So uh, my hit for last week was Russell Wilson, uh, who ended the day yeah. uh, against the Panthers, uh, two hundred eighty-six yards, two touchdowns, seventy-six um, percent completion percentage, and one hundred thirty-seven point seven QBR. Um, Wilson, he's, 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 not, okay. he's not, yeah, he's he's not winning the MVP this year, unfortunately, even it's, though I think. He absolutely deserves it, but uh, yeah, it's really
2: it it really is a toss up for me. Still, I think just Lamar has taken over so many games. Russell has done it with less, but and obviously he's been a better passer. But Lamar has just been so goddamn electric. It's been his league this year. It really has been.
1: No, it's definitely been the Lamar Jackson. So, um, but my big whiff was Mr. Allen Robinson. Who, what, what, what was it, Chris? Over over 130. He got
2: over 100 yards. I think he had like 120 or so, 115. I don't remember. I mean, it was. I mean, like he he was great per usual. I mean, Trubisky fed him him and I mean. The, I mean, the Bears receivers. I mean, they've looked a lot better in the last couple of weeks. Him and Miller have looked really good.
1: Yep. Hey man, the, ba- uh, 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 the, the Bears first. eliminated.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When well, they with the loss. Yeah. The, yeah. They're out. But they, they yeah. showed some resilience last week, man. So really, at this point, it's at this point of the season when you've accepted their fate, it's kind of all about the uh, it's all about small victories. And that second half after they they got came out and got steamrolled the first two drives, allowed two easy scores, and then they they showed they they showed some fight, got back in the game. But Robinson has been terrific all season. Obviously, you guys have heard me uh, shower praise him with praise all year. First thousand yard season since his uh, since his sophomore year with Jacksonville. So I'm really happy for him, and he's been a great great asset. I hope he can stay healthy for the remainder of his tenure in Chicago because he's. I think he's a special player. I think one of, the mo- one of the most underrated receivers in the league.
1: All right. Now tell us what what, what what's your high point? What's your failure, Chris? All right. So I had, I
2: had like Liam last week, I had a pretty, like, it was a decent week on the whole. Like a, a lot of my picks didn't look, like there was no like real home runs. But I had a lot of like, oh, that, that, that worked. So I went with, on the hit end, I went sitting Jacob Hollister because he, he did, well, he did catch all three of his targets. He did not really get in on the fun. Uh, in, in Russell Wilson's day in there, uh, I guess uh, up and down in Carolina, he had three catches for 23 yards. So that's really a very, uh, blah day for him. He is again, since that, since that, son, son, since that Monday night game at San Francisco, he was heavily involved with the offense. He has really not done a whole a hell of a lot, even though he is the uncontested starting tight end there in Seattle. Now that will disley is injured. So my whiff, I could have went with Tyler Lockett had it had his big comeback game. Could have went with him. I could have went with, uh, let's see. Starting Derrick Henry, he had a very mediocre game by his standards. Uh, but one pissed me off because I didn't want to make the pick in the first place, so I'm going with that. Uh, Baker May- Starting Baker Mayfield, I don't know what the I- – I said I – like, I was like, I don't feel good about this. And, of course, Baker Mayfield is the only a-hole that does not rip up the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks all season long. Kyle fucking Allen threw four touchdowns against this team. No, Baker comes hey. out there – You know who scored two touchdowns
1: day. against him, though? Who? Ricky Seals Jones, man.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> are right my man.
1: Hall of Fame dart throws? The Jones man
2: was 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 on the receiving end of both touchdowns in the day that Kenyon Drake proved his brilliance to the world. That's what that game will forever be known as. The 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 Kenyon Drake massacre in the desert. But uh what, yeah, Baker What are, what are the
1: chances that uh David Johnson
2: is in Tampa Bay next year? I don't know, Johnson. I mean, like he keeps getting banged up. I think Arizona. I think Arizona is going to commit to Kenny Drake as they should. So I think I think I think Cliff Kingsbury's sophomore campaign is going to be a he's going to do a bang up job. Like breakout successes on the horizon for the Arizona Cardinals if they commit to Kenny Drake. If and if they don't, worst team in the league again. Kyler Murray, garbage, doomed. Uh, but yeah, Mayfield, very very uh, standard game against a crap team. I mean, he had let's see, yeah, I lost track of the page here. Uh, 247 yards, two touchdowns at a pick. Very, very. Eh. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo threw nine thousand touchdowns against them. Of, of like a few weeks. Ago. I mean, like it's the Arizona Cardinals man. Like you can't rip them up. Like duh. and just, just like, has any quarterback been more disappointing this year than Baker Mayfield? I, I, I avoided him like the plague, and and any in I didn't even consider drafting him in the league. I know you got him – you had him in a couple leagues. I mean, Marcus at least Mariota, maybe, if,
1: if But, Mar- but
2: Mariota wasn't – but Mariota wasn't really on the – he was a, like a QB2 flyer. Mayfield was drafted as a top-five quarterback, and he is not produced at all. I mean, if, if we're talking like, about I, biggest fantasy disappointments, Bears defense. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, no, they're up there too. But, but again, not quite That – you're not using the same draft pick on a defense. That's very true. Yeah. And no, and I, did, I, I, I did I did Baker say way too high
1: personally.
2: And specifically I also did say quarterback. And obviously we'll address I was I'd imagine on next week's show we're doing we'll do a recap thing and we'll go, we'll go through all the biggest studs and duds and all that jazz. We'll lament that. We'll lament the season next week. <laughs> It'll be very exciting. But yeah, there's a little preview. Baker Mayfield has been just just terrible. Terrible, terrible. Uh, if you drafted him that high, I feel very sorry for you. And uh, yeah, he and he let you down one last time against the Arizona Cardinals. So don't don't play him against the Ravens this week, please. Don't do it. He's not my situm, but don't don't
1: do it. Just don't do it. So you deserve I, better. So I, I I just had to look it up. So far on the season, Baker Mayfield is completing sixty point one percent of his passes for three thousand three hundred fifty six yards, seventeen yeah. touchdowns, seventeen interceptions, with a seventy eight point seven oh. rating.
2: He he has to be obviously I don't I don't have the fantasy like page in front of me but he has to be like a low end QB two overall he has to be
1: oh yeah and, well, yeah, and I, here's I've like, like, like... played him i played him in, in, in a few different weeks and there's been there's been weeks where he, like he's absolutely performed or he's at least not been my biggest issue. But yeah, yeah. again, there, there was too many too many 8.0 games, I
2: I guess you could say for, yeah, for Baker Mayfield. 100% and the fact that the fact that he was on the that he was a, a top 5 QB1 and guys like Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott and even Jimmy Garoppolo were like were drafted as like low end QB2s is just funny. Or there it, the, it's
1: there were just so many targets in Cleveland and the, there's the, the fact that Rashad Hickens was not as involved this year as he should have been uh was absolutely I, I ridiculous. Mean, I mean, the Browns hype train it's just great
2: to Again, when you're wrong as much as I am, it's just really refreshing when you're right. And I pegged the Browns to be the new dream team Eagles well before the season started, and I'm and so glad right. that it came through. I'm so glad right. that it came through. They
1: true. might actually finish 7-9,
2: and nine too. Which would be hysterical. Which would be hysterical. I mean, like I think really the only guy who comes out of that situation this year smelling like roses is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb or Jarvis Landry. Jar- Landry, Jarvis Landry, Landry no, right. you're, no, you're right. Landry. Landry has been excellent. He's had his best year in a while, actually.
1: Landry's. Been uh, Joe Joe Schobert as well. Like there, there, there's pieces on this defense. Greedy no, Williams he, he, showed showed a great. No, you're season. right.
2: Den, Den, Denzel Ward has been banged up, but he's he's a little good, but he's been out there too. Um, Miles Garrett also before, before he tried to kill Mason Rudolph. Uh, was also playing really well. And it's funny, is actually I was uh, I was on the Pro Football Focus earlier, and Nick Chubb highest graded
1: running back in the league this year. Oh a yeah, I'm not, I'm not even surprised. Above, he he received Above the most- McCaffrey. He very received very the most Pro Bowl votes out of anybody.
2: He's a great, and I, and I hope uh, for this for my selfish purposes. I hope that he uh, finishes strong, gets that. I mean, he blew up the Ravens the first time he played them, so I'm hoping that he has a, he finished has another strong game because I need it. I want I want I want more rings, one
1: mm-hmm. more rings. All right, so we're now we're gonna move on to the section that makes stardom sit him so gosh darn important. Uh, that makes hits and whiffs so gosh darn important. God, I can't ever it's, talk or say anything correctly. It's, stardom sit, okay. yeah.
2: Me neither, yeah. pal. That, 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 that's 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 why we were destined to host the podcast either because we struggle with speaking. Exactly. That's, you <laughs> know, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. I, I hope I hope anybody who's listening was was not expecting coherency and and s- sentences getting off without a hitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but well, Just believe me, people who have been listening for a few years on ear full of Dirt know what to expect. Anyway, Sardom situm. I'm going to start this one off with uh, my quarterbacks. I'm going to tell you guys this week to start Jameis Winston. Uh, the Texans secondary definitely isn't the highlight of their team, because um, also no, considering, putting I mean, likely, yeah, a lot of this defense is just kind of like you know dead they're or, like you know, or else receivers are dead or yeah, they're, they're the to board. Seattle. Yes, that yeah. too. But uh, I think the te- I think the Texans still take this victory. Uh, but Jameis is just going to have a very stereotypical Jameis kind of day, and I'm not saying there's going to be any sort of crab leg theft or any seafood theft at all, <laughs> uh, but. Basically, He's not going to
2: grope any Uber drivers, is that what you're saying?
1: He's not going to nope, grope any Uber drivers. Okay, no, nope, unless you, unless you count the the center. You know, he likes to give him a little good good little grope on the I'm thigh. I'm sure
2: James. I'm sure James, being the predator that he is, I'm sure that he does very very handsy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, the, that, that's the, why that's why Bruce is having him go into the shotgun. There's been too many complaints to HR recently from the other. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, that's true. When you have when you have a, when you have a a, a a a sexual predator under the under the line, that's probably for the best.
1: Exactly. So anyway. Uh, I'm going to say Jameis Winston, four touchdowns, five interceptions. Just, you know, a, Jame, a Jameis kind of day. 500 yards no, in the game, because why not? He, he has, like um,
2: Netflix has been touting the new Michael Bay movie, 600 yards the most Michael Bay movie ever made. Jameis Winston this year has had the most Jameis Winston season of all time, where he, he's on track to lead the league in passing yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. It's, yep. it's
1: unbelievable. 20, 24 passes interceptions, twenty four passes <laughs> intercepted, um, three hundred and twenty six point <laughs> six yards per game. Shut up, Chris. Um, five no, it's pick great. sixes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing at his lot,
2: I'm not laughing at you. It's it's just it's amazing hearing these stats.
1: Twenty four passes intercepted, three hundred twenty six per game. Again, five pick sixes. That's uh, that that doesn't That's seem 100. real. <laughs> like. Tw- nah. 24 interceptions. Like, I'm pretty sure is
2: what Tom Brady's thrown in three years. Yeah, yeah. Winston. It's like, it's literally like a Madden. It's like if you and your friends are playing Madden. If you were gonna do like a franchise mode, where you controlled every team. Like that's what he would be doing. Winston be like, oh, 37 touchdowns, 36 interceptions.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: It's out, it's 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 absurd. For and my, and, he, and he's leading he's leading the league in passing us by a lot. Like there's a chance he has like an outside chance, of almost 5,000 yards. Which is just—he probably won't now that Mike Evans and Goblin are hurt, but. And he, he's, he's in his fifth year, right? Like, this is his fifth year option. Right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. They, they finally – they have to make a decision on whether or not we're going to keep him around long
1: term And like after this year. It's one of those things where, like, well, Jameis, you, you broke our records for most pass yards in franchise history. <laughs> you broke records for most touchdowns in franchise history. Unfortunately, you kicked the goddamn barn doors off most interceptions in a player's first yeah. five
2: years. So, and he fumbles a lot, too. Like a uh, Winston, he's just a he's just a what? He, what last week he had like three hundred yards at halftime, but he had also thrown like three picks. It's just like, who, yeah. who is this guy?
1: This he this is he was drafted number one overall.
2: Yeah, it, it's true. No, I should I should clarify this because he kind of is the guy he was advertised to be coming out of Florida State. He's just like I don't think it's I don't think we can call anybody else in NFL that comes in the league after this a gunslinger because Jameis Winston is the is just the gunslinger.
1: He's he's not even a gunslinger. slinger. He's a mortar slinger. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's true. That's true. Gun's too conservative. Yeah. Guns at least have a degree of accuracy that's, you know, yeah. mathematically predictable. Mortars, it's just like, fire in the hole. Mike's definitely got to be out he's, there somewhere. You know
2: what he is? A musket slinger. That's what he is.
1: <laughs> he's a musket slinger. There he's we go. He's a musket
2: slinger. Now, now they're talking about inaccuracy.
1: There you go. All right. You never know what you're getting with a musket shot. You never know what you're getting with James Winston's. All right. Well, speaking of uh spe- speaking of a sidearm, you know, that's a name for a freaking, you know, a handgun on your side. A handgun, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit Sam Darnold. There we go. Look at look no! at that look at that transition. Sit Sam Darnold on, versus oh, Pittsburgh. Um, he he's he's developed a pretty good rapport with Robbie Anderson, but uh this team, but I think uh make a Fitzpatrick is gonna make his life hell. Same thing with TJ Watt collapsing the pocket um i don't think so. sam Reynolds is not going to have a good a good week this week and he's yeah, been a middling qb2 this whole season anyway yeah steelers
2: have a really good pass rush and the jets offensive line is a is an atrocity so yeah i don't i don't i agree with that entirely sam sam's not gonna have fun on Sunday.
1: <laughs> all right and your quarterback today
2: Speaking of fun i went on the opposite side of the tampa houston situation for my starter. i might be picked to sean watson Watson has not been uh, – after that since the last couple weeks since that explosion against the Patriots, he has been kind of blah from a fan standpoint. I think he's going to get back on track this week. Tampa has the worst pass defense in the league, and his receivers are firing far on all cylinders this, on this year. And Tampa, I mean, they basically – now that Chris Goblin is out and Mike Evans is out, they really don't have anything to play for. And I think Watson's going to feast, 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 feast against this garbage, garbage secondary. And my sin now speaking of a guy – and I, I can't believe I'm saying this simply because of how, well, he's never not necessarily always been like a fantasy stud. I mean, he's usually a pretty reliable starter from a, in fantasy football. But I, I, I of late, he has not been
1: the are, are, it, are, You know, On average. In most seasons, yeah. In
2: most seasons, yeah, for sure. But regardless, not like a very season. startable player, very, very solid, very reliable player. Uh, Tom Brady has been abysmal from a fantasy standpoint of late since – okay, so since week nine when they played the Ravens. He literally – outside of that Texans game, where he was garbage time God, he's been terrible. He's he's basically he hasn't gotten more than like 13, 14 fantasy points w- over that period of time. Even last week he had a hit, but even last week against against Cincinnati he threw, he threw two touchdowns, but he threw for like one hundred and thirty yards. Like he was very and, very
1: unremarkable. And even when if you're actually watching these Patriot games, it's not exactly like his receivers are dropping every single pass as as you know as, as no. every pundit on radio shows likes to you know, perpetuate. Yeah. He's overthrowing people. He's, he's been awful he, throwing outside the he, numbers.
2: He's been showing his age on a consistent basis for the first time in his career this the, season. Uh, and particularly a lack
1: games. of touch, you know,
2: and yes. And I will give you that chiefs game. There was drops galore, and Julian Edelman is not healthy right now, and that's not helping either. But still, like, there absolutely some of the blame is absolutely on him. Not enough of the blame is being put on him right now for for their offensive woes. Hey. And he had a, he had a shit game against Buffalo the first go rounds, a uh, hundred and what's us what let say a hundred and. Yeah, he had 150 yards, no touchdown, and a pick in the in the earlier matchup. And I just don't, even though I expect the Patriots to win the game on Sunday, because I I just don't like Buffalo coming into Foxborough. I just think Josh Allen's going to crap his pants, but I think the defense is going to ride them ride them to a victory. And I don't think Brady's going to do much against uh, Bill's secondary. Amazing. I mean, look what they did to Devlin Hodges last week. I understand Tom Brady and Devlin Hodges a little bit different, but they went into Pittsburgh and got four friggin' interceptions. And Hodges had been kind of like very check down guy, and he he they killed him last week. I think Trenavius White, Micah Hyde, they're they're turnover happy guys great and great great ball skills i think i think bernie's not gonna have fun particularly with a banged up julie Nettle.
1: one player though that's you know they're trying to get more involved has been Nikhil harry who i actually ended up playing this week as kind of a last ditch hope at getting some production from you know uh you know in place of mike evans he got me nine points he scored you know, he, yeah hey, man, he, he, he scored. didn't let me down no you know not like he'd like no. freaking david montgomery that's, that's that's a good point.
2: Nikhil Harry did outperform did, did did outperform him, and I think that they're I think the painters would be wise to see what they have with this kid because it is very limited snaps he has done things. Mm-hmm. It, at least he actually, at least, at least at least this touchdown they actually counted this week. That was nice. Yeah,
1: right. Good, that that that, that yeah. was really nice of the refs to do. Good anyway, job officials. Chris, the guys who run between the tackles. What, all what are right, you thinking?
2: So, all right, so believe it or not, so me- remember this guy named Saquon Barkley who was the first who, who was pretty much the universal number one pick this year. Well, it's been a really disappointing year for Saquon. That's exactly, that's why Liam is wondering who this man is because he was supposed to be like, he was supposed to be hot shit and he's been hot garbage for most of the season. Now, part of that is because the Giants stank and part of that is because he got hurt. But Barkley finally, against the Miami Dolphins last week, he finally showed some life. Now, I think he's going to, I think he's going to keep riding the wave. I think this week against the Redskins, he's gonna he's gonna explode again. I think Barkley, he maybe 150 scrimmage yards, maybe a couple touchdowns. I think Saquon's gonna look like the guy this week that people expected to be at the beginning
1: of the season. I'm I'm looking up right now Saquon Barkley's uh, stats. I'm wondering how close is he? Very impressive. Yeah, he, he, seven. So right now, uh, 178 attempts, 722 yards, 4.1 per, uh, you know uh, yards per carry. So that's not awful. Four total TDs and forty-five receptions. So and, yeah, and, I, I wouldn't say that's the Redskins, garbage, but like especially considering the fact that he's been injured. But it's, it's can, also not top-tier fantasy value.
2: No, I mean I would say simply because at least Barkley has the excuse of he sp- had a major ankle sprain and missed like a month. I, I'd say Alvin Kamara is arguably a more disappointing player because he's been relatively healthy all season and he's on a high-powered offense in New Orleans. Like the Giants don't really have a lot, and they've been, they've been honing in on Barkley all year.
1: You you almost but want to say that you almost want to put Todd Gurley in that in a similar category, but at the same time, yeah. I would, I wouldn't say look, Gurley was overdrafted this past off season.
2: Yeah, but man had arthritis in his knee, so I don't think I think that like, if you b- thought Todd Gurley was going to be like the Todd Gurley of old this year, I think that I think that's a little little, little strong.
1: Yeah, I, I think regardless I, I think McVeigh is just trying to get another one or two years of just you know one B production out of Gurley just to yeah, make the contract I look worth it.
2: I agree. I agree. And I, I think that's really the best you can hope for at this point. But yeah, but to finish off, the, the Redskins got Miles Sanders had a great game against the Redskins. Obviously, that defense, the run defense, has been pretty decent all year, but they've they've shown some vulnerabilities in recent weeks. I think Barkley could potentially exploit them. Uh, so my situm this week, uh, Carlos Hyde against that very same Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Now Hyde just remarkably got his first one thousand yard season this year. He's had a a, a great great year. Uh, however, he's really struggled against top-tier run defenses. He only he he got killed by the Colts early this year. We have like thirty-something yards. Patriots shut him down a few weeks ago, and I think Hyde will uh, follow up his uh, big milestone with a big dud against Tampa's uh, number one run defense.
1: All right, now for my guys, uh, this guy has has been pretty hot garbage, but he's also been on a pretty hot garbage team. So, but my start on this week for running backs is Joe Mixon versus Miami, uh, the Bengals and the Taylor. Yeah, Mixon's been good. No, straight up. And so the Bengals in the Taylor administration, they're they're gonna want there to be some sort of silver lining for this god awful season. And I think one of the things that they really want to hang their hat on is the development of Joe Mixon, obviously because it wasn't really happening uh, under Marvin Lewis uh, for those first two years. And uh, you know they took a big risk drafting him uh, from a PR standpoint, and he definitely has a whole lot of talent. Um, so I think you know in in order for their for uh, Cincinnati Cincinnati to avoid a one and done. Uh, coaching staff. You know, they're they're. I think they're going to try to prop up uh, Joe yeah, Mixon's staff. They'll be fine team. regardless. If Mike Brown's not firing anybody, but I, I, I'm not even sure if Mike Brown is way. aware that he owns a football
2: team. So, um, I think when the checks come in, he knows. But other than that, not. Nah, oh yeah, oh yeah. How, how are the Bengals <laughs> doing?
1: <laughs>
2: what? What? in
1: fourteen.
2: You're kidding yeah. me. <laughs> wow.
1: Remarkable. Oh,
2: I'll wow. take my.
1: I'll take my $100 million, though. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, and also, I'm probably not going to listen to my own advice. Sit Sony Michelle versus Buffalo. Um, y- you guys know already, this dude has fucked me more than anyone else uh, this season. Uh, he had his best game of the week last week, but now he's going up against one of the best defensive fronts in the league. And I, But at the same time, Brady is just so frustrated with his passing game. I can see them trying to maybe feed him a little bit earlier. In the game, but just like versus Kansas City, once they realize that they kind of have his number, they're probably gonna go towards throwing
2: <laughs> once he once he once he once he friggin' falls down at the at the line of scrimmage, they're like, Okay, Sony, hit the showers.
1: <laughs> Listen, Sony, you are not Le'Veon Bell. Stop with the stutter step. Yeah, like actually you're a forward. fast, fast person, and you are hard to tackle when you're at going at full speed. Yeah, yeah. Just be that person again. Oh, too boy, much to ask. too much to ask. Now for for the wide receivers, uh, right now, um, James has he's been firing so many pieces of mortar, musket balls, bullets at his everybody's wide receivers. Down he has been beating <laughs> so much volume that everybody's <laughs> dead. The everybody's hamstring is exploding. has killed his whole squadron because he. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So now Mike Evans is down. Chris Godwin is down brashad perryman baby start him up that's not the predator back money. baby predator to predator <laughs> connection we're talking the predator as of the
2: sexual kind to the actual predator from the movie are coming together it's it's the
1: connection that was built in. it, it was bound to happen It's bound to happen it, it was set in stone and my sit robbie anderson versus the steelers uh robbie anderson he's had a pretty good uh stretch of the uh, uh, stretch the last couple three weeks but matching up with mink is going to be difficult, especially with Pittsburgh aiming for a wild card berth. I think the Steelers, pitch, uh, I think the Steelers defense is really going to shut down the Jets, and I'll get to that more uh, when we get to the defensive section. righty. so this is going
2: to be a huge shot. Remember, what I said to Sean Watson as my stardom. You're never going to believe who I said to start for receiver, uh, DeAndre um, Hopkins.
1: DeAndre Hopkins. I bet a lot of people were planning on sitting him.
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's. I mean, as you. I mean, like you. you I mean, first round pick. Not reliable at all. Really bad track record of performing. Horrible so, yeah, hands. Horrible hands. Horrible route runner. Horrible. Really doesn't make any plays ever. No, but yeah, he, he has a, the, the city of Houston hates him too. Absolutely. So he's been he's uh, he's in the middle of an absolute he had a, a relatively quiet start by his standards, but he's been on a heater of late. He had 119 yards uh, and 120 yards in the past two weeks, respectively. He had a couple touchdowns against the Colts a few weeks back. Um scoring I think he scored against Patriots too, maybe. He had a good game against Patriots too, regardless. Um Tampa, as I said earlier, Tampa's secondary is absolute hot garbage. I don't think they have anybody that can friggin' uh, keep up with him. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Hopkins had his best game of the year. And my sit, this is a pick that's gonna burn me. I already know because every time I say to sit this guy, he comes out and does something. Now the now the odds would just completely point against Kenny Galladay doing anything this week against the Broncos. You got David Blau going into Mile High. Yeah. Like, that, that's a recipe for failure. He got he only had. 44 yards against the, against the aforementioned hot garbage Tampa Bay secondary last week. So like, okay, Denver secondary at the very least is much better than Tampa. So like, what is he going to do? But look what he did against the bears. He exploded when no one expected it to. So Galladay will probably get in the end zone, but I'm going to say sit him anyways, because the matchup doesn't see, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem, it seems like he set up to fail. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it now and, and he'll be my whiff next week.
1: Yeah, no, as usual. Now, Let's get on to the uh, everybody's favorite section of stardom, situm, the total dart throw that is the tight end position in yeah. 2019. You the year right. 100 for the NFL, and tight ends yeah. are doing what they do best.
2: Well, it, it, I mean, that's, what, that's how it was. That's poetic, because tight ends have been the most infuriating position in fantasy for as long as I can remember, so why would it be any different than the 100th anniversary season? Especially this since Rob Gorkowski's retired. Mm-hmm. So why, why would it be? Why would it be? Uh, but yes, yeah, so my, my stardom this week Uh, a guy actually one of the few tight ends who's actually been productive this season had a career year let me be Mm -hmm. a a man by the name of austin hooper
1: yeah i mean it certainly has not been a career year for the falcons in general
2: no and he's been he's been one of the few bright spots for this team and i think particularly he had he had a pretty good game last week against the niners and particularly with calvin Ridley out of the equation again you can't throw the ball to julio every time and jacksonville has gotten ruined by tight ends uh, of late darren waller Feasted on them last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if Hooper has a huge, huge game against that. I guess that Jacksonville defense that no longer cares. And my setup was difficult because a lot of the top tight ends this week had really easy matchups. Like again, I can't pick the guy that you picked for your stardom. I can't pick it, sit him again because uh, they're playing the F and Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't pick George Kittle. Like I'm not, I'm not p- playing George Kittle against the Rams. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody to George Kittle. That's not happening. Uh, and really, so I picked Johnu Smith from Tennessee. <laughs> John, that would be the, the one and only Jonu Smith who replaced uh, Delaney Walker at tight ends. Uh, he's, he's been pretty good since, since he's been inserted in the lineup, and obviously Tannehill is uh, playing well right now. But I just picked him against because New Orleans' uh, uh, passing defense is pretty good, and I think they will, might be able to shut up now. A lot of confidence in that pick.
1: Indeed. A lot of confidence. Indeed. Uh, so my, my tight end startup, not exactly a dart throw, uh, kind of off the beaten path for me in that regard, but start Jacob Hollister versus the Cardinals. Uh, so obviously, uh, a few weeks ago, my Vance McDonald prediction didn't go so well against Arizona. Uh, but anyway, fo- following that same formula that Arizona, um, you know, their numbers, you know, kind of write the story itself. They allow a whole bunch of passing yards to tight ends. But I think a fully with a fully functional QB under center that isn't Duck Codges, but instead Russell Wilson, uh, that's going to change. I think Jacob Hollister has a real chance to actually score this week. Um, Sidham, Jimmy Graham, Mr. Jimmy Graham, three or three or few few uh, fewer points in the last four games. Uh, his best days in New Orleans are definitely behind him. They uh, are. He's left New Orleans a number of years ago. Now he's in yeah, Green Bay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, no, 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 no. I mean, as in his best days were when he was in New Orleans. Oh, are he, 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 he
2: said His best days are in no, okay, my bad. That was my fault. That was yeah. my fault. That was my yeah. Fault. yeah,
1: no. So his best days are behind him, and especially going up against a Minnesota squad looking to solidify a playoff spot. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be very successful for Mr. Graham, uh, and Mr. Rogers there,
2: dude. dude and, I, like, uh, I forgot that he was like on the team last week when the when I was watching the game. 'Cause I was like every time like he like, like here's Rogers, oh, he's throwing to Devontae Adams, he's throwing to Alan Lazard, he's throwing to friggin' anybody and anybody else, Jamal Williams. It's like, well, here's like
1: the where thing. the hell is Jimmy Graham? Will know Jimmy Graham is ready to retire if he scores a touchdown in these next two weeks and dunks it uh on, on the goalpost. I've been, <laughs> I have i have been wanting to do that again for the longest time. Do you remember that but, time
2: in Atlanta when they had to delay the game because he because he 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 up, he up he unearthed the goalpost? It was hilarious. You know, on oh, Thursday, Jimmy. they had to delay the game for like 20 minutes. They were kicking the shit out of the Falcons, and Graham dunked it, and they unearthed the goalpost. It was incredible. Look it up, look it up out there if you have not seen it. It's tremendous.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely there on YouTube. Um, when it comes to flex options, start Cortland Sutton versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, neither one of these teams have anything to play for. Um, so I think uh, the rookie, Drew Locke, is going to look to puff his stats up a little bit, and he's going to try to toss a few dimes. And Cortland could very well uh, be the leading receiver uh, for this uh, Broncos team, most likely going to be the leading receiver for the for, uh, for, for this team ever since Emmanuel Sanders left. And my sit him for flex, uh, Tevin Coleman versus the Rams. Um, Coleman has not been the high upside difference maker that Shanahan was hoping for when they signed him. Uh-huh. And against a Rams team that's searching for a wild card and, you know, in his own team looking for a buy, look for Jimmy G to be throwing often in this game. And I don't think that's going to include a whole lot of Tevin Coleman.
2: Coleman's falling behind on the depth chart, too. He's behind, he's behind Mostert and Breedon now. Like he's really fallen out of favor there after that. After he, when he first came back from the ankle sprain, he was, he was the lead back, but he just keeps getting less and less involved by the week.
1: I mean, everybody was touting his high ceiling when he left Atlanta and they thought this is going to be, you know, a great signing for,
2: San oh, dude, it looked good for a while there, but he's just like he's just like after like once like the t- calendar turned to November, like he all of a sudden he like completely he became wildly ineffective. And then mo- mo- and, oh, and and that Baltimore game, Monster Coleman kept running into brick walls. They put Monster in it was a fr- it friggin' serve as a friggin' light- lightning rod, and and he's lost his job ever since.
1: And now for your flex options. Right. Flex
2: so, my, so my of James Washington from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, um, if you have watched any Steelers football really just paid attention to the Steelers of late since Duck Hodges has been under center, and even when Rudolph is still under there, they the Steelers passing game, particularly with Schuster out, is uh, is heavily predicated on throwing the ball deep to James Washington. And the New York Jets have struggled against defending deep receivers all season long. So I think that he will not get, he will not see a lot of Brian Poole, who is, who is far and away the Jets best corner. He's actually one of the better corners in the league this year. So I think that he'll, he will play one of their outside guys, Daryl Roberts or some shit, and he will torch them significantly and maybe get maybe make a return visit to the end zone after a few weeks absence. And my sit uh Liam said it earlier in his running back section. So my situm is, is the same Sony, Michelle, um, yeah, Sony Michelle, there's hype around him right now, which is not good. And the Bills, while the Bills are vulnerable on the ground, he put up 86 yards against the Bengals. Well, the Bills are vulnerable on the ground. I think that Michelle will screw it up because I think he'll fall out. Of, I think he'll just look like, stupid at the beginning of the game, like forget to run through a hole or like stop or something dumb. And then Belichick will put him in the doghouse again. It. It'll be a whole a, a heavy dose of James White and Rex Burkhead and Brandon Bolden and whoever <laughs> they can find on the street that's uh, more uh, willing to run than Sony Michelle. You're not a Sony fan, are you? Dude, he sucks. I, I I know. See, last year I thought he was pretty good, but this year he's just been horrible. Like from the jump, dude. Like I mean, it's not, it's not
1: like that he, line he, has been providing a whole lot has, of line protection, though.
2: Fair enough, but he has, like, the burst of a snail <laughs> and, the, and a complete, like, aversion to contact, which is not good when you're a running back. Well and he's not like a scat back or something.
1: Well, here's the thing though. he he's been trying to run with this style similar to Le'Veon Bell. He's been trying to find yeah. gaps and use that stutter step. But the thing is though, he his success at Georgia was just as a downhill runner. He found yeah. success last year just as a downhill runner. I think I don't think he sucks. I think the talent is all there. I think with better offensive line play and just getting his confidence up in the player that he really should be, he would be a, a perfectly fine running back. I think that he's trying to be a different player this season and it doesn't fit his skill set. I, I don't know what his issue
2: is. He, he could bounce back, but it's just Belichick. I, I think it's a very, I mean, like, very, 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 very bad evaluator of traditional running backs. He's tremendous at pass catching backs, but like, like I think he's really bad at it. I think Michelle just doesn't have it. I mean, like, I thought he was a pretty decent player coming out of Georgia. He had a pretty good, decent rookie year, and I wouldn't be entirely flabbergasted if he bounced back, but I just, I really, I hate what I've seen from him this year. And if I was a Patriots fan, I'd be really upset. And particularly since you have this kid you draft in the third round, Damian Harris, who literally can't see the friggin' field. Like, how the hell is the if Damian Harris can't see the field when Sony Michelle's the lead back? Like, some that kid must be like the the worst running back in the NFL. Yeah,
1: well, and also the fact that well they drafted Sony Michelle ahead of Lamar Jackson. And you know, yeah. Isaiah Wynn has worked right. out. Isaiah Wynn, when he's been healthy, has been a great offensive lineman.
2: But even if they they were just want to take a running back, they also took ahead of Nick Chubb. What about six picks later? Yeah, his teammate so. at Georgia. So yeah, yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like a good pick anyway. Anyway, you slice
1: it in terms, of, even if you just stuck to stick to running backs. All right, now the, the guys with the legs though, Chris, tell, tell me. You.
2: Well, I uh, remember earlier when I said pick Kai Forbath baby. So I'm sticking to. I think Digger City for Forbath this week gets that uh, <laughs> failing, horrible Eagles defense. And my sit-em is Joey Sly. Now Carolina has uh, had a problem scoring the football recently, and if they put Will Greer in, I think that will probably get even worse. So I think Sly is not going to have a lot of opportunities, and against uh, that uh, Colts defense that uh, is usually pretty resilient. All
1: right. Now my stardom. <clears throat> Sorry there, Kai Fairburn versus Tampa for the Houston Texans. Um, the defensive front of Tampa I think is going to cause a lot of headaches for Deshaun Watson, but not before they reach field goal range. So even if. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien's play calling does does be, uh, become a little lackluster in the in the red zone as it tends oh. to be. Oh, you no, mean he's... throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins oh. on, on two out of on two out of three downs is not oh, the dude, way to do it. You, you gonna drop
2: the kill play, the the shovel the shovel pass to Case Stills.
1: Exactly. So yeah, look for Kai Faber, I, I think he gets at least you know nine to ten points. Nine, nine to ten points. He'll be a decent kicker for you. Sit Nick Folk for the Patriots versus Buffalo. Uh, the Patriots—they have exactly been a scoring machine against good defenses this season. I think a New England win is probable, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. I think New England wins wins this game like ten to seven, ten to three, like thirteen to six or something, thirteen to three. Yeah. So and uh, defenses. Moving on, we got. I'm I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, I've been touting this this team a little bit uh, throughout the show. Pittsburgh versus the Jets. I think TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are absolutely going to make. Life hell for Sam Darnold. And um, they're, they're looking more and more likely to get the fifth or sixth seed in the AFC. Uh, sit, this is taking a little bit of a risk. Could definitely be my whiff next week. Green Bay versus Minnesota. Um, the the uh, Right now, uh, Minnesota has just uh, averaged only allowing three three 3.4 points for defenses this season. And uh, like you said, Green Bay has been up and down towards the latter half of this season. Uh, and again, I th- I think Minnesota clinches the playoffs uh, this week. That's why? way. why?
2: So my startup, I agree with you fully. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they have I guess the Jets, they have a terrific pass rush. They are uh, as good at taking taking the ball away as any defense in the league right now. And the Jets are as good at, at at giving the ball away as anybody in the league. And they cannot protect Sam Darnold against crap pass rushes. So God forbid you uh, when you like oh, Lord knows what carnage is going to yeah. happen when T.J. F. and Watt. The, probably the front-runner for Defensive Player of the Year at the moment gets his hands on him, and the rest of those guys up front for Pittsburgh, Cam Hayward, Bun Dupree, and, and the like. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bloodbath.
1: And, and so in uh, the, on the season, just to put it in perspective, Sam Darnold, 61.7 com, uh, uh, completion percentage, 2,642 yards, 17 touchdowns, 12 interceptions for a rating of 84.3. Um, in total, I think he missed, what, four or five games? Four or five games, yeah, with, with yeah. the mono. Uh, I don't know how many times
2: did, did, does that stat line happen to feature how many times he's been sacked? Because uh, no, guy, it's yeah. now I have not seen a ton of Jets games this year, but every time I watch, I've seen the play or seen a highlight, the guy is under siege. Like they can't put a finger on the opposing. Like, Donald, the Jets are the worst offense line lot of in the league. They're miserable, and it's not helping. Darnold's development when you have no time to throw i'm sorry like you can say what you want about sam Darnold, like he's like his decision making is whatever 29 like,
1: 29 sacks so far this Jesus
2: season price. that's yeah. freaking horrible i'm surprised yeah, actually 30
1: surprised total sacks last
2: season lord. good lord good lord yeah oh, th- it's God.
1: like talk, talk to david carr right now yeah exactly
2: Darnold. i mean Darnold. the jets need to invest in that offensive line heavily in the offseason because you're not going to get shit out of sam Darnold otherwise um and my sit-up anyways to finish things up the philadelphia eagles for some reason people are still rostering this defense i don't know why and they as i've mentioned 45 times during this episode and in the last few weeks honestly and t- repeatedly the eagles defense sucks you should not have them under any circumstance particularly against a dallas cowboys offense that even on a bad day does not allow sacks and does not turn the ball over a whole hell of a lot so don't t- please dear god whatever the hell you do to- like do like stream like the dolphins against the Bengals <laughs> over these fucking clowns. Any anything. Do start literally any defense over the friggin'
1: over the friggin' now watch. This is the week they get three interceptions and two. They're gonna get forty
0: seven
2: fantasy times. points week it's gonna be like that. Whatever the, I I don't remember who they played. They had one week this year where they got like four defensive touchdowns like with against the Redskins. Or no, those are the Jets. It was the Jets with Luke Folk. They got like nine thousand points. So it's gonna be like that again this week probably because I said that.
1: Yes indeed
2: gotta, gotta, gotta finish on a high note.
1: all right well that is the end of stardom cinema and we have nothing left but final thoughts chris anything to say
2: yes i mean i hope that everybody goes out there tonight and enjoys the event of the year i know i i mean like it's the it's the cinema event of the year i'm of course talking about cats
1: yeah i was just going to say cats is coming out bombshells already come out
2: Yes, cats, it's it's two oh four here in Massachusetts. So in roughly five hours in our fair state, I think it starts at seven o'clock, the screenings, whatever time they start, within the next three to six hours, cat screenings start. Hopefully you spend the hell out of your if you even if you don't go tonight, spend your I hope you spend this holiday season, I hope you're gonna spend an evening with Rum Tum Tugger and Gus the Theater Cat and whatever the Mr. Bistopheles, because I know I am, and it's gonna I, and it's gonna be a delight. I mean the the reviews are pouring in I mean, masterpiece. From what I hear, I mean, the reviews of. I mean, like, come on, you're you're making a mistake if you're not spending your if you're not going to see cats this holiday. Yeah. Um.
1: I I, unfortunately I already spent my money on seeing some indie flick called Star Wars. Uh. Tomorrow. I'm seeing a twelve fifteen showing. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good. I haven't I haven't heard a whole lot about it. No. uh,
2: no, I mean, I mean, there is definitely already not people mad about the ending that has apparently leaked online. Which I don't know what the ending oh, is, but I, I know some
1: people are very mad about it. Yep, I, I, I've, I've been seeing like, like, honestly, my my Google alerts have been trying to show me freaking spoilers. I swear to God, oh, trying to I show me because apparently, because like, apparently Forbes's review spo- spoiled a bunch of spoiled it, a bunch of stuff, and people are really it, pissed.
2: Can I tell you as a as a as a uh, an amateur uh, writer? This is why I don't read professional reviews very often because these some of these professional critics just go bananas with the, spoiling the goddamn movie. It doesn't matter yeah. what the hell it is. I'm just like, can you knock it off? Like I've seen people spoil on their worst, spoil the plot twist in *Serenity*, the uh, Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway movie. And if you, that's the beauty of that fucking movie is the plot twist. It's so insane. Like when I do I didn't even indicate what the plot twist could be. I gave you no implication because the twist. It comes out of nowhere. Like, it makes no sense. It is, like, staggering, like, what it is. And I've seen people, ruin, like, basically gift wrap, like, like, give away with the twist and even, like, like heavily imply
1: what the twist is. I'm like, what are you doing? And also, You're ruining the plot of that movie. Another, another big issue, though, with people who review Star Wars is sometimes they go into this movie with the same standards that you would be re- reviewing, like... I, I I don't know, but like like some so, some sort of Oscar worthy uh, like you know piece for like for, for for best film or something like that. They're, they're judging it by the standards of you know of of traditional serious cinema.
0: Whereas I, yeah, it's
1: Star Wars, I, 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 like you know, despite the fact it's you know it's a Tolkien esque you know space opera, it it still exists kind of within its own vacuum and its own realm. And I think people are are going into these reviews just with a very skewed standard of what they're looking for.
2: I think that's a widespread problem. I think that I think and it's, it's and it's obviously it's cool. If you, you like, like, or dislike whatever the hell you want, but I just think certain people like go into something expecting, like you just like something I always try to do when I watch any, like I suppose is try to judge it on what it's, what I feel it's trying to be. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say six underground, be like, this plot line is really out of control. Like, like, like what the hell, like the social commentary in this Michael Bay film is not very good.
1: It's like, it's the like the, 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 right? the end of Avengers M game was formulaic and predictable. Yeah, no shit. That's why people go to a Marvel movie, because it's formulaic shit. and predictable, and it no, makes you feel great. good. I'm
2: a, I'm a huge hypocrite, because I've I've said shit like about, like say, I don't know, like Frozen. I'm like, this is mad corny, man. And I'm like, wait, that was the intention. It's supposed to be mad sappy. And I'm just sitting here like, uh. So yeah, I'm a big hypocrite, too. But uh, at least I don't spoil the damn movies so in my reviews.
1: Right. That's right. Definitely, uh, make sure to check uh, out Maitland's Madness on Facebook uh, and on Twitter.
2: Yes, please. Maitland's Madness.blogspot.com. I got all sorts. of it's Year End Fever starting up, kids. So next few weeks, all sorts of shit. I mean, obviously, I've not seen everything yet, but I'm, I'm, I got a lot of, lot of, lot a lot of listening to the albums, a lot of watching the movies to do in the next uh, month or so. So I'm excited, and uh, that content will be out there. Two and- more months until the Oscars, Chris. I know it's very exciting. A very exciting, very, very exciting time of year. I, I know,
1: it. I I know the the Golden Globes might not have been. <laughs> no, the Golden Globes, anybody. yeah, the Golden Globes, uh, which continue
2: to be a complete farce. The, I don't know why people get so mad about the nominee, because the Golden Globes like relevancy goes down by the year. So I'm just like, yeah. guys, like you don't expect, like, don't treat this as like what how the Oscars going to
1: look. Like just, just don't. It's not going to happen. All right. Pay no mind so, the Golden Globes. But, yeah. All right. So. If, if that is all, then I would like to welcome it. I would like to, sorry, I would like to welcome thank you. everybody for listening to Earful of Fantasy. Remember, usually you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to, sub- to subscribe to Earful of Fantasy and whatever that provider may be, as the show is no longer listed on e- Earful of the normal feed. While you're at it, make sure to be- make-, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can give it- have the most direct interaction with me and chris or on twitter at eofantasy thank you folks may the fantasy gods be kind to you in this final week unless of course you're playing chris because well i'm freaking all done
2: yeah! Well, Bye. yeah we'll see you sometime next week uh, not on wednesday either because next wednesday is christmas and i uh, have a happy holidays and go rum tum tucker rum tum tucker rum tum tucker rum tum tucker rum tum tucker
0: you've been listening to earful of fantasy on the earful of sports media network Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.